So hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to this latest podcast installment. I'm your host, Lee Nichols, and I'm the Vice President of Content for Gold Energy Information. And now we got two very special guests joining us today to speak about uh, several topics, those being electrifying the equipment in the industrial operations, as well as adding renewables to reduce carbon emissions. So joining us today are Sally Jackman, who's the Vice President and General Manager Power and Utilities, and Ron Beck, Senior Director, Solutions Marketing, both from Aspen Technology. So we have several items to get to on this show today. So let's go ahead and welcome in our special guests. Sally, Ron, how are y'all doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Lee. Yeah, doing great, Lee. Thanks uh, to have us back on the show again. We appreciate it. Excellent. Well, listen, thank thank you all for giving us a couple minutes of y'all's time. So I guess before we dive into the bulk of what uh, we want to discuss today, uh, can both y'all provide a little bit more information about Aspen Tech and, of course, your role with the company? And uh, Ronald, I'll have you start. Is that OK? Absolutely. So hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, I, I work for Aspen Technology. We're a industrial software leader globally. We're about a billion dollar company and have a strong business relationship with Emerson, uh, namely that they own 55% of the stock in our company. And we sell to the marketplace through five major suites of software and our major uh, industries we sell to are, of course, oil and gas, chemicals, refining, um, electric utilities and gas utilities, and also uh, metals and mining. So, um, you know, my my role in the company, as you said, I'm Senior Director of Solutions Marketing. I've been with Aspen Tech for some time, and I'm excited to have a new role this year, um, what's called Senior Director of Solutions Marketing, and that entails tying together uh, all our different suites of products, of which we have five major suites, to bring new solutions to the market to solve today's compelling problems. And uh, my assignment for the last year or so has been to work closely with Sally's group, she'll introduce in a minute, to look at the synergies between the types of digital grid software that's traditionally been used by people like electric utilities, but now increasingly as uh, the world electrifies, the industrial community is looking at what they need to do uh, in that area to optimize their electrification efforts. Excellent. Let's jump to you then, Sally. Sure. So um, my name is Sally Jackman, and I am vice president of our power and utilities business unit here at, at Aspen Technologies. And um, the power and utilities business unit what, um, has resulted from the acquisition of Open Systems International, or OSI, from um, Emerson into Aspen Tech over the last couple years. And so the OSI uh, business, or the power and utilities business now at Aspen Technologies, is 100% focused on software for electric and gas utilities. And we are really focused on that operational technology. Uh, I think the software that is found in control rooms to manage um, generation, manage transmission, distribution of both electric and water grids, including our, our core SCADA Monarch platform. 
Excellent. And so let's go dive right into uh, our discussion today. So like I mentioned, we got a lot of things to get to. So so this first question I'll direct to you, Ron. Um, just kind of to start the conversation, you know, what options does the oil and chemical industry have to electrify? And, and kind of as a follow-up to that as well, what's that potential to cut into those carbon emissions that they're generating currently? Yeah, so that's a great question, Lee. And um, so, you know, I think most people know the world is trying to, to, to electrify and the goal in electrifying is to uh, maximize the use of renewable power sources um, in satisfying electric demand. And certainly industry is um, looking at that very strongly. The reason is because a lot of studies have shown that by electrifying everything possible in the industrial setting, companies can th cut uh, carbon emissions maybe up to 20%, depending on what type of electricity they're used to generate it. And of course, there's low-hanging fruit there and other things. So, you know, the easy thing to do is electrify equipment, like rotary equipment, like things like oil field pumps, refinery pumps, compressors, other types of equipment like that. Things in the past have been run by natural gas or diesel can be switched to electricity. Uh, industry is looking at how do we build build out on our properties or through partnerships uh, renewables that we can incorporate in our power supply picture. Um, and in the longer term, companies are looking at how do we um, electrify our very high intensity, high temperature equipment in industries like steel, but also refining like hydrocrackers, uh, cat crackers and things like that. You know, those are going to be longer term projects. Uh, and so in that when that happens, you know, companies need to manage purchase power versus on-site cogeneration, now integrating renewables and the intermittency of that, potentially battery storage, how to effectively sell extra power back to the grid and make as much money as possible from that um, and, and manage the whole process of, let's say, isolating versus connecting to the grid, which certainly your readers in Houston will know <laughs> it was something that came to the forefront in the last couple of years with a couple of blackouts where where large industrial sites had to contend with that. So overall, you know, with this electrification, grids are more and more stressed, transmission is stressed, the sites are stressed. And so this is an area of big emphasis and we're excited to talk about it today. Let me give you one quick example before I, I uh, turn it back to you, Lee. Um, you know, we, we work closely with the large chemical company, Sabic, globally. And they had an incident about, uh, I think, four or five years ago where a very low, in their minds, low low um, probability event happened where basically they had a large-scale electrical outage due to a thunderstorm in Saudi Arabia, which cut their industrial gas plants production and therefore cut almost all their chemical production. And then they came to us and said, okay, how do we, how do we make sure and invest properly to drive the probability of this ever happening again close to zero. So that's the sort of question that company, you know, because power at the base of it becomes a critical factor in ensuring the uptime of a facility and the reliability of everything else you do. Excellent, great. And now I want to kind of turn to you, Sally, because I, I want to focus a little bit on renewables. So what challenges does an industrial site operator face when they're looking at investing in things like renewables for their uh, operations? 
Sure. Uh, you know, really any uh, manufacturing or industrial commercial facility, really their number one core priority is to keep the lights on, to keep their production plan operating. And so really that means high reliability of their power supply. So that that needs to always be the number one priority for for any uh, company. And then really the secondary priority needs to be, you know, so, you know, addressing some of the su sustainability goals that might be present to drive investment in renewables. Um, you know, all these facilities will always need a base load of gener you know base generation that has rotating um inertia so you know firm generation to offset any renewables so it's it's not just uh renewables you need to be concerned with but also that that overall reliability and the right mix of both firm generation as well as renewables and so um with our uh, digital grid management portfolio, you know, we really strive to balance the load of the plant to the generation. And then we can optimize that generation mix based on your, you know, renewables goals or economics goals um, for, for operating your your mini grid or your facility um, energy supply. We really want to look at things holistically from both the generation perspective and the supply to make sure that's balanced and operating within bounds uh, so that there's no issues um, on your grid. So that, that, you know, and, and there's a number of reasons why um, utility, you know, these commercial and industrial customers are looking at investment. And really that's because as Ron said, you know, the overall electric grid is stressed and commercial industrial companies need to look at their security of supply, of energy supply and and that reliability factor so investing in on-site generation uh, makes a lot of sense to ensure you know stability and reliability of energy supply then there's sustainability goals in a lot of these um in in most companies these days that require um investment in renewables and renewables can do a lot of things they not only offset uh your energy demand but they can be used for um, participation in electric markets and bidding excess energy back into the grid um, you know, for economic gain. So there's a lot of different um, benefits, not only for, let's say, the, the on-site processes and, and energy demand, but also this economic and sustainability uh, value propositions as well. Excellent. And now I kind of want to stick with this uh, uh, with 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 the power grid type uh, questions here with, with you, Sally. And and I'm kind of curious. So, uh, people who may not be uh, you know up to speed on what an industrial microgrid is, or even the term industrial derms, can you explain what those terms are, and of course what the differences are between those? 
Absolutely. So an industrial microgrid, this would be a geographically contained um, physical location where there's on-site generation and there's on-site load that's consuming that generation. So again, we're balancing the supply to the demand uh, within a physical boundaries for a particular plant or industrial commercial location. So think of it as a mini grid. You know, our software would be managing and balancing and keeping within limits um, for to to meet the supply of that that demand. And whether the generation is uh, traditional um, gas or combined heat and power or um, renewables, we'll manage the generation mix to optimally support that that load. So an industrial microgrid, just think of it as a, a mini grid, and we will support any type of generation and balance that against the load to make sure you have safe and reliable and economically in, um, optimized energy mix. Yeah, and maybe, Sally, you could also comment. It also lets you connect and disconnect from the grid in these, in these reliability situations. Exactly. So if you're a, a mine in a very remote location of the world and you don't have access to a big, um, you know, uh, utility grid, uh, you're essentially a, a mini utility on your own. Or if you're a big um, manufacturing plant, you, you might want to operate completely independent of the, the local utility. Um, and, and that's what this software will enable you to do. In industrial derms, on the other hand, this um, this is really meant for enabling the incorporation of renewables. So a lot of times, um, you, you know, a commercial industrial uh, may, uh, plant may not have a lot of uh, on-site generation, may not need to balance the reliability of their grid, but they do want to purchase um, and install renewables. Okay, so if if you have no other firm generation and you you have no reason to island from a grid, but you still want to invest in renewables and and you want to leverage those to the best of your ability and maybe do some peak load shaving with a battery or you know uh, you know and or bid into the market based on market participation with excess renewables. Yeah, so really that use case would require an industrial derms solution where we model uh, and and manage all the distributed energy resources and renewables that you have connected to to your your facility, your plants, your grid. So and in industrial derms, that does not have to be geographically located, co-located with your plant or facility. Um, our industrial derms can manage, you know, a portfolio of renewables anywhere in the world. Um, and and so you if you have multiple renewables all you know all different locations or not even tied to a plant or facility, we can manage, model and manage as a fleet your entire renewables um, in as a single entity and optimize those globally. 
Wow, no, that's awesome. And yeah, and and then I kind of want to go to my next question, which is a pretty good segue. And, and it's and it's talking about so microgrids. These microgrids, how can those solve, let's say, a refiner's electricity demand and of course some of their reliability challenges they might have? And then as as a follow-up to that, I mean, what's the value of that for them? Sure. Well, um, you know, from a reliability challenge, I mean, any any commercial industrial plant can tell you what what one minute or one hour of downtime costs them, <laughs> and and so you know they want to avoid that at at any cost, and so having on-site generation, um, both firm and renewables, that optimal mix and managing that so that you have reliable supply to meet your demand, and let's say you're you're predicting a big spike in demand and you need to go on a big uh, manufacturing run next week, you know, forecasting that and planning an optimal generation mix can really save you um, hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars to optimally manage your generation mix. You know, it, it can be, dep depending on the, the type of generation resource, there's different cost curves for it, each resource. So um, using a battery may be cheaper than, um, you know, some, you know, buying electricity from the grid um, or generating your own, um, you know, see combined heat and power might be less expensive than using uh, the battery. So given the conditions of your grid, given the costs of all your different generation sources and your utility power and so forth, there's an optimal mix of energy to save save. Um, money and, and generation costs, as well as ensure that you have enough energy and, and supply to meet your forecasted loads. So that that's really invaluable to keep businesses up and running, to ensure that they have uh, the, the supply needed to, to meet that demand. So, so as an example, Lee, uh, for industrial microgrids, OSI's uh, digital grid management software is managing uh, military bases that have on-site generation and loads, large industrial, the world's largest um, uh, aluminum uh, refining plant, um, large mines uh, in in Australia, in the west coast of Australia. Uh, we are managing um, airports, uh, the Kuala Lumpur Airport, um, transit systems that all operate as uh, in, industrial microgrids. So there's on-site generation, there's on-site load, and it, and it really is supporting critical high uh, complexity, you know, high high need, high reliability infrastructure, um, you know, so the investment in on-site generation and renewables and balancing that and making sure the grid is reliable is really important in these applications. Excellent. Well, thank you, Sally, Ron, so much for your time today, especially to talk about uh, these really important aspects that are affecting our industry. So really want to thank you for your time. And of course, we really want to thank all of you for listening to this latest podcast installment.